Hi, welcome to The Kicker. I'm Kyle Pope, editor and publisher of the Columbia Journalism Review. This week, covering the coronavirus again. So we are in the United States in the thick of what seems to be the worst phase of this pandemic so far in terms of the number of people who are getting sick and the number of people who are dying. And it's raised interesting questions about the coverage. I personally sense some COVID fatigue in the media in terms of writing about this and telling these stories over and over again, even though it's more arguably more important now than ever. I'm really happy to be rejoined here by Lisa Edmiston, who's a principal at a charter school in New York City in Queens, who some of you may, may remember was on this podcast over the summer talking about reopening of schools in New York and how that was being covered and what that was all about. Lisa, welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me. So glad to have you back. <coughs> Sorry. It's okay. So it's great that you're on. You're coughing because you have COVID again, right? Yes, I found out that I was diagnosed on December 4th. How are you feeling? Um, today I feel better than I felt in the past since December 4th. Was that a week ago, Friday? But I'm still um, have a headache. I'm congested. Um, very low energy and don't sleep well at night. I'm having crazy nightmares. And you last were sick when? What month with COVID? Um, when was that? March? March. And how does this version of the illness compare to that in terms of its severity or in terms of the symptoms that you've got? I feel like in March, it just lingered and went on and on. I mean, so for now, it's been seven days. So I'm hoping that, <clears throat> you know, my cousin, she's a doctor, she's telling me day five, that's the day, that's the mark, you'll be feeling better. So <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful, but I feel like um, the first time it just, nobody really knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't until like a month in that I finally called my doctor because I had never had a fever. So, but I feel still exhausted. The pain that I felt pain was just, just agonizing. And I remember, um, it's just horrible. Pain in just in your whole body. Yeah. I, I just remember sleeping and feeling like as if somebody was taking a tweezer and taking in the nerves, each of the nerves from my arms and just like pulling at them. I mean, it was just like, it was just agonizing. It must have been, it must have been horrible knowing because you went through this already when it dawned on you that you may be getting sick again. I mean, what was, what was going through your head? Well, I kind of went to the doctor to humor myself. I went to urgent care. Um, and I was like, well, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a cold, but what else is new when you work in a school? So I'm like, yeah, if there's no line, I'll go in. So I, I never thought that, the, that the doctor was going to come back, um, with a positive result. I really just was like, let me just go in and humor myself and just cross that off my list. Um, I've been very careful. Um, and so then when he came back and he's like, oh, you're positive, like with this, and he stood further back at this point, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, and I was like, you're 
SME. Have you, do you know where you might have got it? You know, I don't know. It's the, the Department of Health sort of asked me the same question. Yeah. Um, and I just can't pinpoint it. I mean, we're very careful in our house. Um, I wear goggles and N95 masks and sanitize to the point where my hands are like dry. Mm-hmm. So I just can't, I can't say. Have you done much <clears throat> research into people getting, people who've had it once getting recurrent illnesses? I mean, do you know how, <coughs> I mean, I, I'm not asking you to be the, 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 the epidemiologist on this, but what do you know about how, how common this is? I actually know very little and I kind of feel like everything that I read, I'm not sure how much I trust anyway. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to interesting to hear you say that you don't necessarily believe what you read about this. Um, you know, we're in this we're in this moment where we're having the this incredible uh, resurgence or wave of this disease, um, and yet there's still this debate. There's still these people who who are um, are discounting the severity of it or discounting what they should do. Um, what do you do? Do you consume much media about COVID um, now at all, or do you avoid it, or are you, you're just too busy to pay much attention at all? Well, I took myself off of the news um, right before I got sick because I felt like it wasn't helping. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> it was depressing, and, or or what? Um, I just felt like it was getting in the way of my having to do my job. Yeah. Um, and. It was, it's been depressing, but I saw, um, I don't remember if I saw this or if I read it somewhere where this uh, person broke down the number of deaths in comparison to like wars that we've had. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I can't let my brain get sad because I just have too much work to do. Yeah. Um, And then I was just like, nope. But then now that I'm starting to feel a little bit better, I'm really, I've been really curious to hear what's been happening. Um, And so I've been listening to a little bit of the news and um, it's all the rave about the vaccine. And really that's all I've been hearing. Uh We last talked um, over the summer and we, and my son was, was in that conversation. And by the way, he said, I told him I was going to be talking to you again. And he said to say hello. <laughs> oh, tell him I said hi. He's so sweet. <clears throat> um, we, we were talking because you're the principal of a school and there was a debate then around whether school should be <coughs> reopened and what, the, what that should look like. You at the time were dubious about <laughs> how that was all going to work out. Um, <laughs> what have you learned in the last few months so now that you've been living through it? Um, it seems that it's not the kids, it's the adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that in terms of children being in the building, um, when they get a break, I see the joy in their faces and I'm like, okay, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I see them in the classroom sort of sitting in their desks like it was in the back in the day when everyone sat in their own little individual desk, mm-hmm. hands folded, face front, I'm like, I can't. I my heart breaks because that's not what education is supposed to be. <clears throat> I have parents begging me to find extra days for their children and I just don't have the space. It's a, it's a whole huge thing. Do you think, I mean, you must've thought a lot about 
uh, what the net effect of all this is going to be on these kids. Um, have you, is it, is it early enough to say like, I assume by the way, you think that it's, that it's a net positive to have the kids in the school as opposed to at home. Right. I think it depends on the child. I think I've, I have one uh, student that is petrified. Um, but his parents send him anyway. Um, I have other parents who have to leave their children at home and they have nanny cams and, you know, they're begging for more days. So I think Mm -hmm. it really depends on the individual child. Mm -hmm. What about among your group of kids at the school where you're a principal? What would you, how would you, what's the, what's the aggregate in terms of whether you think the kids benefit from this versus not? Um, I definitely think they are, they are benefiting from it. Um, especially my children that are, my students that are, um, um, failing or speak, uh, second language, um, or parents can't take care of them because they have to work. Um, it's to their benefit to be in the building with other people. Um, but it is there's a lot of big emotions that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, my guidance counselor is never a dull moment for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know there's a lot of anxiety for, on a lot of different accounts. There's a lot of pain and sorrow. I had a, a mom call me the other day. <clears throat> um, her husband died and her mom died and she's got no support and she's crying and begging me for another day for her child. And I, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pain. I, I think that <clears throat> in the future that we're going to see a lot of people needing more and more social, emotional support. Right. Um, I remember in our last conversation, you you were talking about how much how much fear there was among the teachers and, and how much anxiety there was and and I'm just, you know, I, I sort of go to these, you know, I mean, these, it doesn't, I don't need to tell you this and it's going to sound like a cliche or whatever, but like these teachers and staff and nurses and stuff, they're so like selfless, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. Um, they're there every day when most, you know, when most people are trying to stay away from people and they're there walking into it. And how, what have you, what is the how would you characterize the sort of morale or the the sort of <clears throat> spirit of the teachers in your school? Well, in my school, <clears throat> you know, we've worked very hard to listen. Um, and I think that's, that's the biggest part is just to listen and support. Um, I know that we've done our best to try and give as much support as possible. I think that some people are more freaked out than others. Mm. Um, <clears throat> However, I have a friend who worked in a high school and she says that it's less like a three ring circus that it's like people are teaching outside of their license, that there's large groups of children in classes, mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a mess is that it's just a mess. And so <clears throat> I'm glad that we're able to at least do what we can for our, for our staff, but I mean, it's a mixed bag, you know? So if, if, 
you know, our audience for this is is journalists. There's a lot of journalists, and including people who cover this pandemic, uh, who listen. What do you want them to know about either what's not being told, um, having to do with either somebody who's who's suffered through this, or even also having to do with how to think about schools and what's what do you not, what do you think people don't get? So two things, and I'm getting um. I'm a little, uh, I'm getting a little emotional. There's two things. New York is a tale of two cities and you have a lot of kids <clears throat> who aren't getting the education that they deserve because of their social economic status or because of their race. And it should not be that way. It should not be that if your parents make more money that you get a better education or that you get the best computer or internet. Internet should be free until we solve this pandemic. Mm. Um, There's a lot of parents that have no choice but to work. And their children are home alone. It is a perfect storm. If you want to continue to create a social divide of the haves and the have-nots, this is it. This is the perfect recipe for the haves and the have-nots. It's disgusting. Um, In terms of COVID, can I curse? Yeah, please do. This is the... (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask because my father's always like, you curse too much. Um, This is the worst shit, and I didn't have it bad at all. I mean... I have a friend who's hospitalized right now. Um, I kept running in my mind what I wish this on what I wish this on my worst enemy, and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I would. This mm. is bad. It's so painful. I'm, I I can't sleep. I can't function. Um, if it wasn't for my friends feeding me and checking in on my kids with their homework, I mean, I don't know because I'm stuck in my room, isolated. Um, it hurts. Um, it's scary. Um, people need to do whatever they can to look out for each other and to listen to what doctors, epidemiologists are saying. And I emphasize that because if you're an anesthesiologist, not to say I'm not putting down any kind of doctors, okay? But if you're an anesthesiologist or a dentist, you may not want to sort of spew your guidance on CNN. (laughs) Um, I just think that I felt like I did everything I was supposed to do um, and got hit. So I just want people to not gather up during the holidays. I know that today's day two of Hanukkah, don't gather, gather up with your family. Stay home. Call your friends if they haven't heard from them. If someone's not well, offer them food. Um, because this takes a toll on you mentally, physically, and spiritually. Lisa, the, um, the point that you made about the um, inequality, um, a, lot of, a lot of us... We're, you know, we, we, we knew that 
this was an unequal society and we knew that these problems were entrenched and structural. Um, but I, I agree with you that this is sort of shine, shined a light on it that is, that is, you can't look away from. Um, do you, do you think that that is, um, that a lot of people have had that realization do you sense that it could be that, that we could walk away from this a sort of changed country and in, in our realization of this? I think it takes each individual person to have a stake in someone other than themselves. Yeah. Someone that doesn't look like them, someone that doesn't sound like them, someone that doesn't smell like them in order to understand that there's pain and suffering in this country. And that just because your kid is fine, my kids are fine. My kids are okay. But just because my kids are fine doesn't mean that everyone's kid is okay. And that has a rippling effect on this country. People get tired and they, and they voice their opinions. And there's all these scary things happening in our government. And at the same time, children are suffering. Children can't get computers. Children can't get on the internet. Children are using whatever cheap phone they can for their class. It's just not good enough. Some kids don't have, have nothing in the United States of America. I don't understand this, where billionaires are making more than they've ever had, but we can't get children a, 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 an Acer laptop that's two or $300? I don't understand. How are your kids, your twins? Well, I feel like they're having a party right now because I keep <laughs> in my kitchen. I said, oh, Lord, I can't. I'm not going to wash the dishes. Um, Freddie was exhibiting symptoms. He seems fine. Um, Faithy is, is fine. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> she's in the front of the house. But um, the Department of Health has been coming, coming around, coming around. Mm -hmm. calling us and texting us every day to make sure that all three of us are fine. <laughs> well, it's great to talk to you. I'm glad that you're feeling better. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, and I wish you continued recovery and, um, and look forward to when you can get back in school. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really Thanks. appreciate it. Thanks, Lisa. Happy holidays. You can... Read CJR's coverage of how COVID is being reported on on our website, cjr.org. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and track our daily email newsletter, The Media Today. See you next week. Mm -hmm.